Walt Disney says, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about healthy habits that you need to adapt if you want to become a successful entrepreneur. Hi friends, welcome to my podcast, Let's Talk About It. My name is Akeshi Akinshaya, party planner, event designer, business coach, author, and founder of Cash Events, and I am your host. Each week, I'm going to bring you conversations about life, business, events, lifestyle, weddings, and everything in between. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Let's dive in. Welcome back. So before we jump into today's episode, I want to take some time to share an exciting new experience that I started called Creatives Corner. Creatives Corner is my new monthly membership experience specifically curated for planners and event designers anywhere in the world. It is my monthly coaching program where pick a topic every month and I coach them um, on that topic and share action worksheets and curated content and coaching sessions and QA lives. And we have an amazing community on Facebook and online. Um, If you want to know more about that experience, it's called Creatives Corner. And you can learn more on thecashexperience.com slash creativescorner. All right, let's dive into today's topic, which is 10 healthy habits that you can start to adapt today to become a successful entrepreneur. As we all know, running a successful business could be extremely challenging. It could be a lot of work and it requires a lot of discipline. And some days we feel like we're not getting anywhere. What I've learned over the years is I've had to adapt certain practices and certain habits to allow myself be the best business owner that I can't be, not only for myself, but for my clients, but for my team. So I'm going to be sharing those top 10 habits with you guys today. And hopefully you can connect with one or two, or at least three of them and start to adapt that in your life if you're not already doing so. So I feel like some people um, are born with these habits. It's natural for them. Um, and then some of us need to learn these habits and start to develop them in our lives. So we need to be willing to be to improve ourselves and bring these healthy, healthy habits into our lifestyle so that we can be the best and smash our goals and I am the second version. I don't think that I was born with these habits and it comes to me naturally, but I've learned that when I apply these habits daily, I'm actually better. I'm more productive and I'm more creative in my business because these habits actually allow me to be the best that I can be. So here are my 10 habits that I think every entrepreneur should adapt and start to learn and make a part of their daily structure and daily lives. All right. So number one, um, we need to have a clear plan and vision for the future. 
A lot of times we have a vision of today and the next month, but we don't have a clear plan of the future. And I'm talking three years, five years, 10 years. What do you want to do then? Um, By shifting my mindset, I'm able to see a clearer picture of where my life and my business is going. Um, So it's important that we need to see the bigger picture beyond just our current goals, goals for Q1, goals for Q2. Number two, we need to have a structured schedule. I find that when I don't have a structure, I'm like a chicken running around with their head cut off, right? When I have structure, I'm accountable. So if I know that I have to do an Instagram live at 1030 and I have to do an email e-blast or I have to do client follow-ups, right? And I have to do all these things at a certain time, it holds me accountable. So I'm actually able to plan. I know what's coming up in my schedule. So I'm mentally thinking about these things throughout the day. So having structure allows me to also have consistency in my life and in my business. And that is so important. A lot of times we're winging stuff. And I think that it throws us off as business owners because we don't know what is is expected of us and what we need to be doing. So we're just winging it. But when you have structure, you have accountability and you have consistency. Number three, plan your week. Um, I've learned to do not only weekly checklists, but I also break it down to daily. So I have a list of things that I need to do for the week. And then I make a checklist of the task that I need to complete within that week relating to that that item, right? Um, And then I prioritize my list. So I may have a list of 100 things to do, quite honestly, or 50, but I try to pick on high-value tasks things that are going to convert and earn me money or grow my business even further that are more important than the others. And I try to really focus on what's important. Um, That's my number three. So plan your week, plan your day, make checklists, but also in that checklist, prioritize with high value tasks and focus on what's truly important. Number four is setting positive intentions every single day. Now, this is actually a lot harder than it sounds. Wake up, set your intentions, right? But it's actually, it takes um, dedication and and practice to to make yourself do these um, daily intentions and set your intentions. So what I do is I pick three main goals for the day, right? So my intentions could be as simple as you know, um, clearing my inbox or um, sitting with my team and going over goals for the for the next week or for the quarter, right? So I set these intentions and these are, every day it's different. And it could just be to be open to new opportunities. That's just an intention that I'll set. So every morning before I let my feet touch the ground, I ask myself, what three things do I, what three things do I want to accomplish today. And, um, I keep that in my mind throughout the day. I'm not successful every day. I have to tell you guys. However, when you set it, it's, it lingers and it's in your mind and every decision you make, you're going to remember those intentions that you set. Um, so I think that kind of keeps me on track. Number four is to practice gratitude. Now, 
again, this sounds very simple. Practice, practice gratitude. Be, be grateful for your life. Be grateful for what you've achieved. Be grateful for your friends. Be grateful for family. But it's not that easy. It's actually easier said than done. So I keep a gratitude journal. But at the same time, sometimes I don't get to write in my journal. Sometimes I just get out of bed, set my intentions, I'm out. So I don't really get to write in my journal. But in my mind, I am learning to be thankful first. Before I ask for something new, before I want something new, I ask myself, wait, have I, have I been grateful for the process? Have I been grateful for the people around me? Have I been grateful for the steps I've taken and actually achieved to get to step five before I ask for five more steps? So I think that practicing gratitude grounds you and brings you back to what's important and allows you to appreciate the journey. You know, we're always looking for the next thing. There's nothing is ever enough, and that's totally okay. However, we need to stop and appreciate what we've done in the past day, in the past hour, um, in the past year, or in the past five years before we say, hey, I want more of this. You know, our, our natural incline is to ask for more and want more, but we need to be grateful for where we, where we are, because there are many, many people that are dying to be in our positions right now. You know, the things we complain about, that's not enough. There are people that are actually praying that they can see that much success in their business. So I don't think we really stop to appreciate everything, whether it's big or small and small and appreciate the little, little successes, little victories, the people around us, the people that have actually supported us to this point, to get us to where we are at the moment. So it's important to go back and continuously practice gratitude before we even ask for more. So if you set a bigger goal, be grateful for those smaller goals that you have accomplished because not everybody is able to do so. So we need to practice gratitude. Um, number six is we set goals, very, and not just setting goals. So I can say, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to do all these things. However, our goals are not clear. It's just a list of things. I'm talking about setting clear goals. Be very specific about those goals and when you'd like to achieve them. So I can, you know, it's not just I want to get this done, but when would you like that goal to be to be completed? When would you like to achieve that goal? So I, I, I'm a firm believer of goal setting, but I'm I'm a even firmer believer of clear and specific goal setting. So that's number six. Number seven is my favorite. One of my favorites is to master the art of saying no. I was terrified of saying no in business. Just the words no or or turning down a potential client would terrify me. I would literally have nightmares. Um, So I would say yes to everything. But what I found out was I was catering to everyone and that was not serving me. So sometimes there is power in saying, you know, no, this is not for me. This project is not for me. This collaboration is not for me. This new shiny thing you're dangling in front of me that sounds tempting is not for me and saying no. Because deep down, we know when something is not right. And in order to be successful, we have to make room for things that are right by saying no to the things that are not right for us. And when we master that art things become clear and things become better. You know, in art of saying no, it's not just the clients, it's to, um, you know, 
collaborators. It's to hiring the wrong person because you think they're great, but deep down you, you know they're bad for you and say, you know what? No, this is not the right person for my office. This is not the right person for my team. This is not the right person for, for accounting. There's some, there's a red flag that you're not paying attention to that is there, that is screaming at you. When you have the wrong client, it is there. The signs are there. We're just not paying attention. So once you start to master the art of saying no to things that don't serve you, your life and your business becomes more successful. Number eight, you need to learn to stay inspired and educated. I cannot stress this enough. Continuous education is important. As a creative entrepreneur, it's important for me to continue to stay inspired, which means I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to travel. I have to take a walk. I have to get in tune with nature, right? So every single day, I read a chapter of a book. And I share this a lot in my lives. I read a chapter in a book. I listen to at least one or two podcasts a day. I write. I journal. You know, I, I have a hunger for new information and I believe that that helps me even open up my mind to new opportunities, to the possibility of more and what's out there. And a lot of times we're limiting ourselves because we're saying, well, I just spent all this money on so, so, so workshop. I don't have any money left or I refuse to do this. Or I get this a lot. People tell me, well, I just paid so, so, so amount for five workshops that were not great for me. So I'm done. But does that really serve you? Have you put yourself in a position to win? And the answer is no. So just because you had bad experiences in investing in education doesn't mean you do not do the right, put, put, put money into the proper education for yourself. This is for you. This is for you. A lot of times I get a ton of DMs and, you know, and I, I can relate. I've been there oh, can you do this? Can you do this for me? And I'm like, yes, I can do it for you if you are part of my coaching group because there are people in my group that have invested in that membership to learn and allow me to coach them. So if you're not willing to invest in yourself as a business owner, invest in your business, I don't have anything for you. And that's just the honest truth. So we, I spend a lot of money each month into education. I'm in certain membership groups. I learn, I pay for digital courses. I'm constantly finding places to absorb new information and inspiration so I can be better at my job as a planner, at my job as a designer, at my job as a coach, at my job as a speaker, and even as an author. So these are things that I've adapted in my business that cost me money sometimes, but I'm willing to do so because I understand that this is an investment in myself and in my business growth. Number nine is give back by helping others through mentorship and coaching and I, you know, Instagram and all these other uh, webinars, all these other resources. So one of the things that I've learned, and this is huge for me is that by educating other people, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm actually learning by teaching. 
I'm learning um, so much. I'm becoming a better listener, a better educator by educating other people. So I think that when you get to a point where you feel like you have something to share and you're able to impact someone else's life, you should totally do it. You shouldn't question it and you should educate other people. Because I can very well say, well, I'm, you know, I've gotten to this point, I've learned all these things, I'm just going to go ahead and do events and not worry about teaching. Um, and if you've ever edu- done a workshop or a coaching session or um, a membership site, you understand the amount of work and time that goes into that is, is people don't even realize that. But I also understand that a part of my growth and my success is by giving back and educating other people. My industry is going to be better because I'm educating other planners and designers in my, in my industry so they can be better. Now we're all on the same page. So we look good. Um, there's so many other reasons why you would teach. You know, I, I actually come from a family of educators and both my professor, both my parents are professors, and a lot of people don't know this. But I used to say, like, oh my goodness, I would never teach. This is so much. My mom would come home with papers and she would grade through the night. She would grade their papers because it was due the next day. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so much work. And I never really understood her passion for educating and teaching. Um, until now, I get it and I am with it a hundred percent. For as long as I have my career, I will always be educated on some platform, on some level, because it is so important to give back. There are a lot of things that we do outside of all these things that people don't know um, that is also to, to help others or to educate. But I feel like if you're in a position to educate properly, because you have to give the right information, you know, um, and that's an, another conversation for another day. But I feel like once you know enough to share, you absolutely should share. You should give back. Um, I do my free lives on my the Cash Experience web, uh, Instagram, where we I pop in once a week and I answer in questions for anyone. And it's just so it's amazing to see people that are hungry and dedicated and want to learn and have legit questions and want to be better, ask questions. So it's so fulfilling for me. But most importantly, it's 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 important to educate and give back things I've learned. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have all these resources when I started my business. So it's just so great and important that we can share and, and give back to others in such a beautiful thing. Thank you for social media. Um, I mean, where would we be without Instagram and Facebook, you know? Um, and podcasts and and all these amazing things in YouTube. So um, giving back and helping others through mentorship and any other form is absolutely one of the the habits we need to adapt. And um, I think that's that's so important. Um, number ten is listen, you guys. If you are a business owner, you would relate to this. Is to learn to shake off disappointments and bad experiences. As a business owner, we, th- we take things so personally, and I get it. I can relate. But when you let that experience take over you and lingers into the next day, and you haven't 
um, learn anything from that experience, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's just bringing you down and down. And in turn, because of your um, attitude that you've adapted based on that experience, your team is taking on that same thing. So you need to learn to shake off disappointments, learn from them, learn from bad experiences, be better and re-motivate your team. Because every time something negative happens, it affects everybody, whether you like it or not. So now you have to go back and be the positive leader that you are and use that bad experience as an example and say, listen, this happened, but here's also what we've learned from this experience. And here's what we're not going to do again from this experience. And then you go on and do, you do better things. And that is how you succeed in your business. You do not let bad experiences bring you down. You do not, no matter how hard it, it can be to snap out of it. Trust me, I can relate. There are times where you're like, okay, Kashi, I'm going to give you an hour to let this sit in. And then you have to get over it. I literally have to talk myself into this mindset because it doesn't serve me to go on being negative. I'm going to say, you know what? Here's what I learned about the situation. It was really awful. Here's how I can try to rectify it. And here's how I'm going to move on. And here's how I'm going to motivate my team and educate them based on this tiny little experience. And that's how we move on. Um, so I shared 10, but I do have a bonus for you guys. So this is big because again, if you guys listen to the beginning episodes of the, of the podcast, we talked so long about self-care and self-care and self-love. My bonus tip for you guys is to practice self-love and to practice self-care. I don't think as business owners and creatives, we take good care of ourselves. And um, I've been guilty of this. We, we, we make room. If you had an event at 2 a.m., you will be there at 1 o'clock for some reason, right? But when it comes to taking care of ourselves, we put ourselves last. And I do not think it's impossible to do both successfully. So we have to, as much as we make our clients a priority, we have to begin to make ourselves a priority because if we're not in a good mental state, we're not in a good physical state, we're not going to be in the best position to help our clients anyway. So what's the point? I think that getting in touch with nature, just getting some fresh air is important. Yesterday was a holiday, but of course we had work to do. I was like, I have to get out the house. I don't want to go in the office I left the house. We were out for a little bit. And then I went and just sat at Soul House for a second because I just needed to connect with with people and strangers and just see other people for a second. And to be honest, that actually helped me reset my mindset for the week. Um, and I'm back in an office. Um, getting enough sleep. I actually have to set an alarm in my phone for bedtime. And that is no later than 1030. I used to be up at 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. And I took pride in saying that, oh, I'm a late bird. But the truth is, I was not being as productive as I could. Yes, I get more quiet at night. Yes, I have no distractions at night, no distractions at night. But then I can actually get all those things done within a certain time frame and still go to, go to bed at 10 30, at 10 o'clock at night. So I can be up at 5 30 and be more productive. So I find myself more energized and more productive when I go to bed before midnight and then I'm up in the morning early killing it. 
It actually works when you really think about it. We're forcing our body that's tired to do more and we're taking pride in that team, no sleep and a late night bird. But to be honest, we're not as, we're not being productive. You can do the same thing in the morning if you shifted your sleep time and your wake up time, giving your body rest, right? So it's important. And, you know, whether it's working out or, just cycling. You know, I recently bought a bike. You guys know I shared it in my previous podcast and I try to hop on it at least five times a week. I fail maybe five times a week, but I do it at least four. And sometimes I do it three, you know, but at least I'm moving. I find myself moving. Yoga, working out, making time with friends and connecting with your loved ones. It's okay to shut your computer down and put your phone away, get off social media and just connect with people that matter. That helps you come back to reality. So when you're ready to work, you're in your best state of mind. So if there's anything I'll share with you are these tips. Um, if you're doing any of these things, bravo to you, continue to do so and rock it out. If you're not doing any of these, if you don't, you're not adapting any of these habits, try to take on one or two things and see, I want to know how this makes a difference in your life. And this makes a difference in your business. So please share with me. All right. So remember to make time to relax and decompress every week and be the best business owner you can be for you, be the best motivator and leader for your team, and be the best business and creative for your clients. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I have an amazing guest next week. I cannot wait to share it. So you guys have to wait one week to hear it. But I'm super excited for this interview. I'm interviewing some fantastic industry leaders, movers and shakers in the business, and just sharing their story and, and gems with you guys. So keep on listening. If you haven't liked the uh, subscribe to the podcast, please do leave a rating on iTunes. Tell us what you think. Send me a DM at cashevents.com or Instagram at, at cashevents and just give me your feedback. You guys are sending me DMs and I'm loving every single one of them. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. It means the world to me and I'll catch you next week. If you love today's show, share with your friends and tag me on social media at cash events. Also, if you haven't heard I launched my new online coaching membership program for planners and designers called Creatives Corner. To learn more about it, visit thecashexperience.com and there are more details in the show notes.